Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we've been having a great time in the presence of the Lord this morning, having communion and just uh, his time of uh, worship was phenomenal. Uh, with us today, we do have Pastor Kwanda Nondomisu. Great to have Good you with morning. us, guys. Good Thank morning. you. Thank you for having us over. Wonderful. We have all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. I, I, I mean Phoenix, you KZ, <laughs> and it's a bit old that. Pastor Mervyn, so great to have you with us, sir. Hey, Pastor Johnny, it's an honor and a privilege to be here today. Wonderful, thank Amen. you so much. And then, of course, we've got Pastor Mark and Megan. Great to have you with us this Amen. morning. Good, good to be here, thank you. Amen. So, uh, as we were saying, family, it is the month of love, and we want to talk a little bit about first love. And we're going to have a chit-chat this morning. And uh, so send in your comments, all right? We want it to be interactive. I don't know if maybe somebody can keep watching Facebook for us. And if there's any questions that we will try and answer, I'll give them to Mervyn to answer. Uh, yeah, but if we can help you, whatever, we can do that. I thought just to, just to start off, if we could get that scripture, Matthew 22, because we're not just talking about marriages. We're talking about relationships and all levels of relationships. And Matthew 22, verse, uh, 20, verse 37, Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And then he went on and said, "Verse, This is the first and great commandment. Verse 39 says, And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. All right? So it's basically three things, loving God, uh, loving yourself and then loving others. The vertical relationship with you and God and, of course, the horizontal relationship, uh, which is loving people and loving yourself. I've discovered if you can't love yourself, it'd be very difficult to love others as well. But really, just um, I remember when I got saved, it was just this love that I was experiencing. And I was, I was saying to God, why would you love me? Um, after all that I've done to you, I turned my back, I had my fist up at you, I rebelled, I lived my own life. Why would you want to love me? And my reason tried to put an equation to that, and it just couldn't. And every time that happened, another wave of God's love would just wash over my heart and it, until literally I was overwhelmed by the love of God. And that love comes with uh, no strings attached. It's unconditional. But guys, I want to talk a little bit about relationships, and uh, I want to talk about, you know, um, whether it's a relationship with a colleague at work or in families or as a boyfriend, girlfriend, or eventually as a husband and wife, as a couple. I think for any relationship to be successful, uh, that, we, that, that relationship has to be intentional. You have to be intentional about engaging in that relationship. Anybody want to just say something about that intentionality? Um, Pastor John, can I just say something to that? Yeah. The scripture that you read in Matthew chapter 22, powerful. I'm looking at the order yes. that the, that scripture is written in. The first commandment, the yeah. first greatest commandment is love God. Love God, right. The second is love yourself and others. Reminds me of that scripture in John chapter 15 verse 5. That declares, abide in me and I will abide in you, for you can do nothing apart from me. So yeah. can we maybe set the foundation by saying, because I think that's powerful, Pastor John, the, what, the, that opening scripture that no relationship in your life will ever work or you will struggle with other relationships if, number one, there's no abiding in God. If there's no relationship with God, which is why the order of Matthew chapter 22 is, number one, love God. 
In other words, there ought to be an abiding and a relationship with God. And then he goes on to say, for you can do nothing apart from it. It's easy to love. And I was just listening to you talk as well, Pastor John, of how is it that God's love overwhelmed you. Yeah. I'm sure you would agree as well. It became easy to love others. Why? Because you got the principles and the order right is love God, have a relationship, and all these other relationships will come in. And another thing as well, being intentional becomes so much easier when you have a relationship with God. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, there's direction that comes into your life when you abiding and you have relationship with God. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think for a relationship to be intentional, you have to be deliberate. There are yeah. deliberate steps that you have to take. Yeah. You know, it's not just going to happen nilly-willy. And I think if we guard, if we, if we enter relationships uh, with just a frivolous mind, a blasé kind of an attitude, uh, I don't think those relationships are going to end up being successful and uh, they, they certainly aren't going to be long-term as well. So we have to be deliberate. It has, there's got to be purpose. And I think that when you enter into these relationships, there has to be something that you can measure that are governed by, by the Word of God, biblical principles. Yeah. I mean, for any person to engage in a relationship, I think it's important that your foundation is the Bible. It's the Word of God. Yeah. Even if that person is not, for example, a colleague at work, all right, uh, your relationship is intentional and purpose, and it's based on biblical principles, yeah. which can be measured. And I think, uh, you know, if we want to look at a successful, intentional relationship, it has to be deliberate. Yep. It has to be purpose. There are certain steps that you have to take, yeah. and then things that you can measure based on the solidity of God's Word and the promises that are found in God's yeah. Word. Amen. Can I add something to that? Absolutely. You know, I was, you know, for me, um, we were all made to be loved. Yeah. And I think the problem with mankind is we, we look for love in all the wrong places. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a song in the world, and one of the lines of the song is, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. You know, and there's, there's many that sing that song. I want to know, I want to know what love is. Yeah, and, true. You know, I've discovered true. that you, you don't need to have a PhD in philosophy, theology, or social anthropology to, to know what love is. Mm. You know, Pastor Mervyn, for me, I, I, can, I can put it in three words. 1 John 4 verse 16. God is love. Come on. Right, right. So when you get God, yeah, you, you get, get love. Yeah, that's right. And it's God's love that becomes the foundation, becomes the glue, the cement, the bond. Yeah. That holds the relationship together and takes you through the storms of life. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 8 says, his love will not fail. Mm. You know, it, it, it will not fail. Mm. And it's that love. You know, for me, the key is finding the love of God. Once, mm. once you got that and you know what love is, mm. then, mm. Then, mm. then the relationship clicks. It works. Yeah. And it has the strength to last yeah. And to go through all the storms of life. So, yeah. so knowing God is, is the key. You it's know, if key. someone that doesn't know God tells you I love you, don't trust them. Because God is love. Yeah. So how can you tell me you love me if you don't know God? Yeah. You must know God to know love. Amen. That's very powerful. So those of you that don't know God, we're going to give you an opportunity today to come to know this wonderful Savior that we call Jesus Christ. Because out of that flows everything else. 
But I think also, uh, Pastor Mervyn, I mean, you've been, when we're talking about relationships, we're also talking about being single. Yes. And, 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 and there's no sin in actually being single. That's right, Pastor John. You know, I want to share my, my life verse, right? In Matthew 3 and 17, uh, God the Father speaks about His Son, Jesus. He speaks about how it is that Jesus is chosen and marked by His love. It's interesting how Jesus, before He can do a single miracle, guess what? He was loved. Mm. And for me, is that being single, listen, I'm, I'm God's treasure. Right. Can I make a joke? This yes, is for free, by the way. Absolutely. In, in Matthew 6 and 10, the Bible says this, we're living heaven on earth. Yeah. Single people are actually living heaven on earth because in heaven, no one's giving into marriage or even married. So <laughs> basically, I'm living, like heaven, that, actually. <laughs> I'm living heaven on earth. Yeah. It's in the Bible, see? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesus was single for 33 years. That's right. Paul. And Paul was single as well. You know, Pastor John, the mindset out there is that single people lack responsibility. That's not true because for me, being single, I've got added responsibilities. In other words, it gives me more action in the kingdom. To make things happen, see? Yeah. It comes as a result of my singleness. Absolutely. Very powerful. Wow. Awesome stuff. And Megan, you got something to, to add to that? Jesus was single, Mervyn. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but, um, you know, Pastor John, just to add to what Pastor Mervyn yes. said, I also believe that friendships and relationships are really a very big gift in all of our lives simply because a lot of us here have found trusted companions in those friendships. Yeah. People that we can depend on, people that we can rely on, people that love us no matter what. And I believe that that is what God wants us to intentionally seek in all of our relationships and friendships. Because if you read in Proverbs 17, 17, where the Bible says, a friend loves at all times, even when trouble comes, even mm. when adversaries mm. comes, just mm. like Jesus. He loves us no matter what, no matter what we may face. And I believe in those, in those friendships, in you being single, in you being in a relationship at, at work, mm. be intentional in that. Do I make the other person better? Do they make me better? And don't be afraid to sever if sever those ties or those relationships or those friendships if they are not, not feeding to your that's purpose very, very good. Um, in God. Very good. It's being intentional, deciding each day to take that step um, to make your life better, to make the other person better, to encourage when times are tough and that sort of thing. That's very powerful because, I mean, you know, at the same time, we are wanting to win people to the Lord Amen. and we are a light in a dark world and we, we're not saying, we're not looking down on, on other folks and saying, I'm more righteous than you are. Amen. But any relationship that, um, you know, is not um, bringing you closer to Jesus Amen. and adding value to, to your life and all of that, you, you know, you need to think about that because um, uh, if it's not taking you closer to Jesus, it's taking you further from Him. Amen. And so what, what you said is absolutely, absolutely true. But I wanted to just let every single person know that as a single person, you can still carry out the plans and purposes Amen. of God Amen. as a single person, as a married couple do. There, there's no difference. That's right. Um, and like Pastor Mervyn pointed out, actually Paul actually speaks about how that being a single person where you, you're able to focus more on the things of God, being married, you've got other responsibilities and other accountabilities. So... Um, you know, don't, don't look at, at married people if you're single, thinking, is there something wrong with me? 
God in his in his right time yeah, and right. in his right way yeah. uh, will position you. Otherwise, he's given you grace to be single. And Amen. and 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 like we said, being single is is not a sin. It's not a sin. Amen. Pastor John, so, for single people, you you don't you don't love because you're lonely. You love when you're ready. You love when you're ready. Yeah, that's yeah. That's very good. Very powerful. So we want to encourage you, all right? And then for people that are, you know, entering into marriages, and uh, what would you say are some of the things, like if you are thinking about marriage or maybe you're dating somebody, uh, what would be some of the things that you would be looking for in that relationship that would kind of like cement, you know, the, the desire for you to, get, to ultimately get married to that person? What would be some of the things? I think first and foremost is the person saved. Yeah. You don't, Does you he know, love God? Does she know, love God? Yes. Th- this is a huge problem even yeah. in the church, you know, people dating, being unequally yoked. Yeah. And I actually think it's, it's quite simple. You know, if you can ask yourself three little questions, does my heart say yes? Does my head say yes? And does God say yes? Because mm. very often your heart says yes. Oh, I love him. You know, I go weak at the knees. There's chemistry. Yeah. But, but the guy's hanging out at a pub every single night. You know, so does your head say yes? Does your head tell you this guy's going to be able to provide for you? Yeah. This guy has a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's going to support you. He's going to be faithful to you. He's going to love you. You know, so does your head and your heart say yes? And then lastly, does God say yes? Mm. Because even not every saved person is necessarily meant for you. Is that the person that God has got planned for your life? So mm. get a word. Yeah. Hear from God before you become emotionally invested, yeah. you know, and um, you're making emotional decisions. Have you heard from God even yeah. before you start dating the person? Yeah. Does your head say yes? Does your heart say yes? Does God say yes? And Wonderful. I think that as we begin to study the character of God, and we don't just get to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, but we get to know his character, and we focus on Christ-likeness, then you start looking for fruit, mm. yeah. you know? Because yeah. if there's no fruit, then there's you're a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have a problem. <laughs> but I think, you know, that advice, boy, I tell you, I, don't, I can't tell you how many people we've had to try and counsel and fix up uh, because they 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 were in church, they were serving God and going for it, and then somehow they they fell in love with uh, an unbeliever or somebody that wasn't as on fire as they were. And boy, oh boy, years later, I mean, he's now with another woman. There's children everywhere, and that person's life is broken into pieces. And uh, so what? Pastor Megan said is, if you can just heed that advice. I mean, I I dated somebody who was unsaved for four years. You guys knew me. I used to come into the bookshop and tell Joy all my sob stories. (laughs) I actually can't remember. But anyways. It was so many years ago. And you were saved back then, right? Yes. And you know what the thing is? This is the deception of the enemy. You think you're going to get the person saved. And my dad used to say to me, my girl, if you're standing up on a table, is it easier for you to pull him up or for him to pull you down? And I say, Dad, he's going to get saved. He says, is it easier for him to pull you up or uh, for you to pull him up or for, or for him, him to pull, to you, pull down? you down? Of course, he just... says, it, it's much easier. Gravity is against gravity. you. Yeah. You yeah. know, gravity is just like common sense. Yeah. And um, I, I had, to, I had to end that relationship. I couldn't pursue the things of God. How did you end that relationship, that. Megan? What, had... what, what sort of, how did you get to that? 
Mark came into Mark. the scene. No, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you weren't around back then. <laughs> he was hovering in the background, but he had nothing to do with it. I, you know, I really reached the point that I was really hungering for things of God. And mm. I realized that I couldn't pursue my relationship with God while holding on to this thing. And so I had to make a choice. And it wasn't an easy choice. Mm. It, it was a sacrificial choice. But it had wonderful benefits. You know, you know, years it was, later. It was shortly after it. that Mark and I met. Got engaged four months later. Got married four months later. Wow. And here we are 25 years later with three beautiful years children. Later. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. You can add something yeah, to that. I was I'm just sure thinking, you, can. you know, for me, my advice, if, I, if for single people, I look at what God spoke to Adam when he was single in Genesis 2, verse 18. And God said to Adam, it's not good that man should be alone. alone not lonely. <laughs> I like that. So, so Adam was alone, but yeah. he wasn't lonely. Yeah. And for me, the success of being single is that you can be alone but not lonely. Yeah. So Adam had this relationship with God. They'd talk to one another in the cool of the day. You know, Adam would name the animals. There, there, was, a, there was a tightness between mm. Adam and God. And the fulfillment of Adam lay in that. And I think it takes two whole people to make a successful marriage, successful relationship. And that wholeness Come comes from your relationship with God. Yeah. Are you able to be alone and not lonely? I think if you get to that place, then I think you're ready to... Pursue a relationship. Mm. Are you at that place, Pastor Mervyn? I think when you're single and alone, that's when you're living dangerously. In fact, according to the English dictionary, the most saddest word is the word alone. Mm. And uh, let me say this. I ain't alone, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) I may be single, but in fact, let me say this. He's got heaven on earth. Being single doesn't mean being available. Being single doesn't mean you're available. Let me me leave it right there. (laughs) All right, we'll just wrap it up there and just put a full stop right there. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Can I just uh, add to what Pastor Megan was talking about there as well? Because I was in a previous relationship uh, that I thought, this is it now. But for some reason, I struggled and there wasn't, uh, uh, and this is a scripture that I've lived by. There wasn't a peace on the inside of me. Every, I mean, I, I mean, everything, I mean, was checked. I mean, and, and I thought this is it. But there just was not a peace. Now, I know you're asking, Pastor John, what are some of the things that we look at? I know sometimes we look at physical things, things on the outside, and we request this and we request that. And praise God to all of that. Mm. And, and, and she had all of that, but there just was not a peace on the inside. Yeah. And I think of that scripture, and this is the scripture that I've lived by. Somebody asked me the one time, how did you know that Nondumeso is, is the one? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, this is what the word of the Lord declares. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. One translation says, there is liberty. Mm. Liberty gives you a sense of peace. So I put it like this. I said, the Lord is the Spirit. We can't see Him. Just like you can't see the wind. But you can see the effects of the wind. How? If I look at the trees, I see the leaves blowing. I know that it's a windy day. How did you know that Nundamisa is the one? Because Pastor Megan, you spoke about hearing from God. And this was my answer. Is when I thought of Nundumiso, there was a peace and a freedom. Mm. When I thought of her as my wife, there was a freedom. I I can't explain it. Mm. And so I dare say that was God's confirmation to me. Mm. There was a peace. I might not know where God is not, but I can tell you where he is. Mm. There's a peace that comes. There's liberty. There's freedom. A lot of people say that marriage is you bound yourself to something. No, that's not true. No. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying every moment of it. You know, people say we're still on honeymoon, still honeymoon stage. Well, if the next 50 years is still going to be the honeymoon stage and I'm going for it, why? Because God, I think, you know, when you married us, Pastor John uh, and Pastor Joy, uh, you, you, there was a, 
that board that you got for us with those three strands. Yes. And you got us to, to sew that three strand. And, uh, and I was struggling there. My wife had to step in there. But there were three strands. One represented me. One represented my wife. And the third, you said, Pastor John, I'll never forget, represented God. Yeah. And you said to us, a relationship that is strong is a relationship that has a three-strand cord. Mm. You know, in other words, when God is in it, when God has whispered to you, and there's a sense of peace, and you've heard from God, like Pastor Megan has said. And so for me, that's advice that I can give to somebody. That, yeah. That's how I knew Nundumiso was the one. There was a peace that I could not explain. And guess what? Here we are today. She's my wife. Yeah, Nundumiso Diga. So, yeah. And we also said to you, see that one there? That's right. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? Remember, we had to help you. We though, had hey? to help you just yeah. open and, your eyes. And that's the thing. Pastor John and Joy spoke to me even before I'd approached Nundumiso. And I remember going back to God, and I said this here to God. I said, Father, you know, my pastors have spoken to me, you know, but, but this is my life. If you can speak to somebody else, then you can speak to me. Father, there needs to be a sense of peace. And I knew it. You will know. You will know. If you're talking about having a relationship with God, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking God first and all these things come. You will know. I can't explain it to you. But all I know is that God whispered to me the one time and that peace came. And that was it. Wow. That was God. You know, and I, I heard, I once had a conversation with a brother. He was so desperate to find a wife. Yeah. He'd been single so long. And he came to me uh, back in Cape Town and he said, look, there's no, there's no woman in this church for me. I'm going to go to another church. And he ended up going from church to church looking for his wife. And my advice to him was Matthew 6.33, seek first his kingdom. I said, brother, the Lord can bring a wife from Russia or Poland or Germany to another continent right here to this church. He is God. You don't need to move from church to church to look for your wife. You, you keep your eyes on the Lord. Do your best to worship him and give him everything. And he will add to your life and, and bring to you the right person. So, you know, you don't need to go church hopping. Stay where God's planted. You worship the Lord and he'll bring the right person in for you. Praise the Amen. Lord. You know, as we've been speaking right now, I've, I felt in my heart that there are a lot of people that are in, um, and you're realizing it more and more as the days go by, that actually this relationship is not of God. And for some of you, you've realized that the, it's toxic. It's, it's, um, you're not as fire on fire as you were for the Lord. It's pulled you out of the church environment. You've disconnected, whatever. I just feel right now that there are many watching and you're in that place. And it's, and it's a difficult moment for you because I think deep down, you know the right thing that you have to do. But with it comes this difficulty um, and maybe the pain and maybe the sacrifice. And you think that there's going to be a great loss and I want us to pray right now. And um, Megan, I'd like you to pray because you were in that situation. Just for, that, for those folks to be able to overcome that hardness. They know what they've got to do deep down. But that the Holy Ghost would come upon them and help them. All right. We're going to stretch our hands out towards all of you that are watching today. Father, we ask this morning that you would allow yes. us to get the revelation that sometimes we're holding on to something mm. so hard and so strong, and you yes, have something Lord. better planned for us in the yes. future. 
And so, Father, I thank you today that your word said that we should not be unequally yoked, Father. So today, Father, I thank you that you bring the axe to the root, that every shackle, every bondage, every chain that has enslaved us to a relationship that is not of you, Father God, that that would be broken in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your anointing, which breaks the yoke of bondage. And I thank you that as we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we will be filled. And I thank you that as we lay the axe to the root today, that there is a freedom and that there is a liberty that comes, Father. And Father, we just thank you that we'd be able to accept that cup that you accepted in Gethsemane when you said, not my will, but your will be done, Father. So Father, let us live our lives according to your will, Father. The safest place to be is to be in the center of your will. So we just break every ungodly relationship right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we open our lives to a greater blessing to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Now, as you've been watching, of course, the main thing that we were saying is to love God, your relationship with God. Now, I want to ask you, family, how is your relationship with God today? Because out of that, you know, if your relationship with God is not good, it means all the other relationships will be adversely affected. But the good news today is maybe you're sensing, you know what, I've messed up and I've slipped here. I've, I've failed there. I don't know if there's a comeback for me. I just feel so condemned. I, I just feel so guilty, so ashamed and embarrassed. And, and I want you to know that in that place of embarrassment, shame, and guilt, in that place, that in that place, God can and will and wants to overwhelm you with His amazing love, that there is forgiveness. You can come as you are today. You can come as you are. And our heart right now is for every one of you. If, you're, if your relationship with God has gone backward or maybe it's non-existent, we're not here to judge you. We're not here to judge you. We're here to say, friend, you can come back today. You can come back. Come back as you are. God doesn't want you first to go to rehab you know, take a bath, go and get yourself a new set of clothes before he'll even look at you or even consider you. As you are in the place of failure, in the place of hopelessness, in the place of condemnation, guilt, shame, and embarrassment, you can just open your heart right now. And there's, there's tremendous love that I'm just sensing coming to you. Right in your homes, right in your homes right now, this amazing love that he has for you. Why? Because He loved you and still loves you so very much. And so right where you are, even as the Spirit of God is wooing you and tugging at your heart, and you feel, some of you feel like maybe your heart skipped a beat or maybe it's increased in, in beats per minute or whatever. That's, that's just God apprehending you. That's just God reminding you that He loves you so much. And we're not condoning what it is that you've done, the failure or the sin or whatever it is. I'm just telling you that God's love is greater. His love is greater for you today. And right where you are, we're going to lead you in a very simple prayer, all right? So where you are, would you say these words after me? Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father 
I come to you today in Jesus' name. Just as I am, with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin, and I ask you for forgiveness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For living my own life, for living my own doing life. my own thing, doing doing my own thing. Today, today, I receive your amazing receive love. Your amazing Thank you for receiving me, Thank you for forgiving me, embracing me, loving me. Right now, I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all of my sins. With my heart, I believe. And with my mouth, I confess that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, that I will love you, that I will serve you, that I will live for you. Right now, it is your love that overwhelms me. I am loved by God. I am accepted by God. And I am forgiven by God. And that makes me a child of God. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe it's a rededication, let us know. Just put it on the comment section so that we can just pray for you, rejoice together with you. It's a wonderful occasion. It's a wonderful moment. Doesn't matter what was before, but it matters what is now. What is now? Right now. Right now, this very moment, you've been justified. Right now, you've been redeemed. Right now, you've been forgiven. Amen. And that's all that counts. Well, I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed our time together. Pastor Mervyn, thank you. Pastor Mark and Megan. Thank you so much, Pastor Kwanda, Nondumisu. Thank you, Pastor Johnny Joy. Great to have you. And my sweetheart, you were very quiet today. You want to just maybe close, close. Yeah, but we love you, and it's always wonderful to be able to come into your homes and know that the love of God is with you today. The Bible says He'll never leave us. And he'll never forsake us. Are we going to sing that song as we go through? Yeah, let's do that let's one. Let's do that. Just before maybe we sing Pastor John and Joy, if I may just intervene. Yes. I think I speak for everyone else out there when I say thank you to you and Pastor Joy for being the leaders that you are. You know, um, it's good to know that we have leaders that we can look to when it comes to marriage, ministry. So thank you. Thank you. On behalf of my wife and I, that we have people in the ministry have stood the test of time and showed us what faith is. Not just love, but love in faith. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. Thank you.